When it comes to tracking down billions of dollars in improper payments each year, federal watchdog agencies are fighting to stay one step ahead of fraudsters. That's often the case with the Department of Health and Human Services Inspector General's office when it goes after Medicare and Medicaid fraud. But through some big data analytics tools, auditors and investigators have an easier time bringing bogus health care claims to court. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. On the surface, most fraudulent health care billing doesn't look suspicious. But consider one case where a podiatrist became one of the top billers in the United States for a procedure to remove skin and muscle. But once investigators with HHS OIG took a closer look, it turned out that the doctor had overbilled Medicare and TRICARE for one of the most routine procedures, cutting toenails. That doctor later pleaded guilty to a $1.5 million scheme. Using many of the same predictive analytics tools, another HHS IG analyst in Miami helped build a case that turned into a $35 million scheme implicating several pharmacies and a home health agency. When it comes to tracking down billions in fraud, waste, and abuse each year, federal watchdogs now have more sophisticated data tools to stay ahead of the latest strategies employed by fraudsters. Assistant IG Carol Brzmalkowicz, who also serves as the IG office's first chief data officer, said putting data at the fingertips of her team helped lead to the agency's biggest opioid takedown, which took place this spring. At a recent Association of Government Accountants conference, Brzmalkowicz said advanced data analytics tools have helped her team better decide where to commit its limited resources. When we think about what we're trying to do, it's the analytics can augment the experience and the judgment of our fraud investigators. So what we're trying to do is very quickly, if there's a hotline complaint that comes in, if there's a suspicion of fraud, or if there's just, we suspect a scheme, what we're trying to do is use the data proactively to both identify potential targets and also then triage those cases very rapidly. So we've created tools that can give our agents, without them having to know how to program in SAS or R, any language that you can think of, to access all of the Medicare claims data sitting at the Centers for Medicaid Medicare, which is over a petabyte's worth of information. Tim Persons, the Government Accountability Office's chief scientist, said these data analytics tools, powered by artificial intelligence, have helped agencies deal with messier and larger sets of data. He said these tools won't replace auditors or investigators, but will instead serve as a force multiplier for the staff that agencies already have. It's not a replacement of the investigators or the fraud auditors, anything like that. It's about how you can quickly do that cycle time to be able to focus in, and the tools help do better tipping and queuing based upon the signals in the data that even with our smartest folks, we couldn't necessarily see, but still it marries up with those experiences, the wisdom, and, and things like that that investigators do. So I just want to highlight that because a lot of times there's a fear that there's technology is going to take our jobs. That's, that's not the case. It's going to actually make our job better, and I think you're going to see that. HHS OIG has been able to run reasonableness tests on spending data to see if medical professionals have billed for services that would exceed their capacity. That's just one of the outlier tests that Brzmalkowicz said her team has been able to run. If I'm billing for a 15-minute procedure and I'm claiming that I'm seeing 150 patients a day, that's 2,250 minutes. There are only 1,440 minutes in a day. So that's not reasonable. So then that opens up other questions about, well, why is that happening? Are they not seeing the patients as long as they should be? What's happening with that 15 minutes? Is it really all the patients that they think they're seeing? What's going on there? Reasonableness, it just doesn't make sense. Anomaly detection, uh, we've actually created a peer comparison generator to figure out what are outliers, right? So outliers, if you remember in any statistics class you've had, right? If you've got a distribution and you have something that's way off to the side, that's called an outlier. So looking for different ways that you can slice and dice data to take a look for outliers. 
The agency can also zoom out for a big-picture analytics view through its Payment by Geographic Area, or PAYGAR, tool. That tool overlays healthcare spending data on a map and flags areas where the average level of medical spending is double or triple the national average. If I'm looking at hospitals, providers, prescription drugs, whatever area I want to look at, I can zoom into a particular area in the country and then I can get more information about the trends, the top providers, different pieces. Visualized data doesn't tell the whole story and doesn't lead to a slam dunk fraud case every time. But persons over at GAO said it allows employees to see trends in the data that they wouldn't be able to see before. I think in talking to some of our auditors, when they were trying to figure out where people were claiming where they were going and the order, they were originally using Google Earth and manually trying to calculate, and they were being really creative with how they were doing it. We thought there's actually a tool that can automate to figure this out. So if the claims of the places they think they're going based on the drive times, it's the same thing. If they're claiming that they're hitting a bunch of locations and spending a certain amount of time, but you do this calculation and it would take them 30 six hours on a day to do it, you know that something's not right there. And it gives you just another indicator of let's go dive in and figure out a little bit more what's happening. But the algorithms and the data never tell the full story, and analysts can often find anecdotal information to explain outliers in the data. For example, Brzmalkowicz recalled that at a recent training, auditors saw a spending spike in certain areas because providers had encouraged seniors covered under Medicare to get a vaccine for shingles. So that was one of those cases where the data would have suggested, hey, something's going on, and then there was a rational explanation for, no, 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 there was a heavy push to get Medicare beneficiaries vaccinated for shingles. So that absolutely made sense. But being able to look at the data that way and then start asking the questions to get the answers, that's another way of just helping understand what's going on so that you can really fight fraud, waste, and abuse. Components under HHS are also looking at ways to use this emerging tech to fight fraud. Jennifer Main is the Chief Operating Officer for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS. She said the fraud prevention system for CMS has some elements of AI, but she said the agency is also looking at ways to tweak that in order to stay on top of a crushing workload. We have over 900 million requests for payment that come to CMS every year. That's 4 million a day, where we are being asked to adjudicate, should we pay for this thing or not? And we're kind of careful about that because we don't just pay everything that comes, right? It's actually our job to make sure that we're paying the right thing for the right beneficiary, the right service, all those criteria. And so if you think operationally about the structure of what CMS does, what its business is, there are um, so many places that these kinds of technologies can be and are useful. Data analytics are just one piece of the puzzle of emerging tech helping IG offices do their job better. Dan Chenock is the executive director of the IBM Center for the Business of Government. He said AI can help transform the oversight role of these offices. A lot of times controls are often, it's almost like you're the cop on the beat looking for the problem on the street. You're not the detective, mm -hmm. right? In, in an, if you set up the AI system, it can basically look at receivables, payables, timing. Yep. Are you butting up against a particular uh, cost ceiling? All of the things that you set controls up to be careful for. And you can become more of the detective because right. the AI is basically looking at how you're doing against those controls and then identifying, oh, here's something that happened. Here's the probability that it's actually you know, a significant issue, somebody's trying to break into the system, there's a fraud, there's somebody who's double dipping, and you can really focus on that more effectively and, and again, go higher in the value of your job as a risk manager. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And you can find Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, 
confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.